Hi guys, welcome back to the Nebraska Wedding Podcast. This is episode three. I'm Kelly LaFleur, your host, and I am so excited that you guys are back again to listen to more tips and tricks from the best Nebraska wedding vendors. So currently in Omaha, we are hitting right into the midst of busy wedding season. It's the end of April, beginning of May. Everyone is starting to get super busy. And so I am very thankful for all of our guests who have taken the time out over the last couple of weeks to come and record an episode. That way we are all set and they can be released all through the summer And hopefully that just allows more information and resources for our wonderful couples. And we hope that we are serving you guys well with all of the content from these episodes. So today's episode, I'm very excited about. I've got my first wedding planner, Lindsay Johnson of Lindsay Elizabeth Events. And I met Lindsay about a year ago now. She had reached out to me because she was rebranding her business and she was hoping to get a branding video done. So the first time that we interacted and spoke, we really connected as moms owning our own businesses, working in the wedding industry. And also we just have a love of beautiful things. She has such an eye for trends and creating events that are very special and unique to her couples. So I was very excited to have her as a guest. We talk a lot about trends. We talk about florals. We talk about event design. And at the end, she gives us some great Instagram accounts to follow to be inspired. And finally, before we get started with the episode, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has left a rating or a review. If you have a second, hit pause, go back, leave a rating or a review. I would really appreciate it. I wanted to read this review that was left, though, on April 26th from Alex Resto. It's titled A Must Listen. Kelly's podcast is perfect for couples wanting to learn more about wedding vendors in Nebraska. It gives you a better look into who the company is and what they do. Thank you so much, Alex, for leaving a review. I really appreciate it. And it just means the world that you guys are enjoying this podcast and sharing it with your friends and family. So now that we've covered all of that, without further ado, meet Lindsay Johnson. All right. Good morning, everyone. We are here with Lindsay Johnson from Lindsay Elizabeth Events. Uh, She is a wedding planner and floral designer here in Omaha. And I am so excited to have you here to talk on the show about all of the things that you love. And we're definitely going to get into all things floral and trends. So welcome. Thank you. We are just chilling here, drinking mimosas, here to talk all things wedding. So... I would love if you could start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. Like if someone walked up to you and was like, so Lindsay, what do you do? What would you tell them? Um, So I am a wedding planner and floral designer. I focus on really creating events that are special and unique. Um, I want them to really show off my couple's personality, um, be filled with lots of fun details, but at the same time, I don't want it to be cookie cutter, something that you see on Pinterest. That's awesome. And I think that's really what a lot of people are wanting currently, especially because Pinterest has been around for yes <laughs> ever and things start to get recycled a little bit. Absolutely. So having those traditional elements with unique touches, I think, is something that a lot of people are looking for. Yes, it's my favorite to kind of come up with a new twist on a trend or bring in their favorite activities or favorite foods into the event. So how did you get started with event planning? Like where did your love for all of this come from? So I will tell you the whole story. Um, 
I am kind of one of those stereotypical people. I fell in love with planning events when I planned my own wedding. I was currently a shoe buyer for Von Mar when um, I was planning my wedding, and I was in Davenport, Iowa, and then my wedding was here in Omaha. And I loved being a buyer. I loved getting to travel. Um, I loved getting to pick out the different shoes, research the different trends. But probably nine months out of the year, I was sitting in a cubicle in an office with very traditional beliefs. We had to wear skirt and pantyhose every day. Um, oh my gosh, I would die. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm just not the traditional personality. I love to be creative. I love to get my hands dirty, do different projects, things like that. So I really fell in love with planning weddings. And so when I was living in Davenport, after I got married, I started my company and did two years of events in Iowa. And then when we got pregnant with my first son, who is almost three, we moved back to Omaha and started my company here. And I was able to um, go full time and stay at home with my baby and started booking events here and it's just taken off especially this year I'm really looking forward to last year in 2018 I had some really ideal couples who had visions that we were able to really transform the venues Um, I had a couple who we brought their personality into it so much that their dinner was their favorite catering um, pizza place instead of a traditional caterer And it was so fun to really transform that venue and bring in all of their special touches. And then in 2019, I've just continued to really book those clients that want florals, want uh, design, but also want the coordination piece of it where everything's organized, the timeline's taken care of, we go through all the logistics in advance. And so not only do you have a beautiful wedding day, but you have an organized one so you're not fighting for both. Yes, I think that's so important because whether or not you hire a planner, like your day has to be organized. Yes. Somehow. Absolutely. And I will tell you, my wedding last weekend was at the Jocelyn Art Museum and I wear an Apple Watch on my wedding days. I walked over eight miles that day. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Um, And I'm a person that you can't pay me to work out. So walking eight miles is a lot. But if you just think about that, if I wasn't there, that would be somebody in your family or your bridal party or you that would do all of that running back and forth to make sure that the ceremony songs were set and that all your decor was set up and everybody was ready for you to come in and do your special entrance. So, Oh my gosh. So how is it moving your business from one state to the other? Like, What was that transition like for you? It was tough. Um, I started working on it right away when I found out I was pregnant because we knew we wanted to move back. I said, I want to be with my family when we have babies. So honestly, it was tough too because we moved back in, we closed on our house April 1st and I had Brooks on April 26th. So there wasn't a lot of time for me to get out there and network with people. And there's still so many people that I want to meet and learn more about their business and venues I want to tour. But I just kind of jumped right in, um, focused on SEO, focused on Instagram, um, and kind of got in touch with the people that I could. Started um, attending Rising Tide Society so that I could meet people through that. 
but started booking weddings pretty quickly. Um, I only do eight to 10 events a year because I have a family. Um, and it's just very important to me that I want to be able to limit who I'm working with so that the clients that I am working with really get my full attention. I don't want to be running from one event to the next. And so I've booked kind of my top amount of events. I had 15 events last year, which was a lot. A lot. A lot. Oh my gosh. Um, And then this year I have nine booked, which I feel really comfortable with. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, so outside of your business, tell us a little bit about you, Lindsay, as a person. Oh goodness. (laughs) Um, I, like I said, I have a little boy, Brooks, who will be three um, next week. So in April. Um, And then I have Beckett who was born a year ago in December. So he's about 16 months old. And so my days really are kind of filled with balancing them and balancing work. My husband works full time, but um, we love to travel. Last year we went to Hilton Head for vacation and I love the beach. Wish I could just go there all the time. (laughs) And then this year we get to go to North Carolina and South Carolina within three weeks of each other. So, and it will be just my husband and I. So I'm super excited about that. We get to keep the kiddos at home with my parents. So, but otherwise I like to read. I binge on romance books at night. Nice. (laughs) We watch Game of Thrones and Walking Dead and all the Netflix shows. Um, but we like to just relax and hang out. That's awesome. Awesome. So what would be, you probably just touched on a couple things, but what would be like three things that your client wouldn't know about you? You know, something that's not on Instagram. It's not on your website, something in your personal life. Um, I, I really like to cook, um, but I hate to clean up after myself amen (laughs) so a lot of times I will take over cooking I love to get different recipes on Instagram and Pinterest and try all kinds of things Um, and I love to bake with the kids I wish I had more patience to bake with the kids because (laughs) that is definitely one of the ideal Instagram situation. And then how it turns out in real life is mom is screaming at the kids to not be dumping three tablespoons of baking powder in just one tablespoon of baking powder. I feel you. Or my two year old picks up the stick of butter and takes a big bite out of it. (laughs) He loves butter. It's insane. (laughs) Um, and then another thing, I went to school in Minneapolis, um, and that's where I met my husband, and I actually went to school for clothing and textile design. I wanted to be a clothing, clothing designer, um, wanted to move to New York, but then um, my junior year, I met my husband and kind of settled down there. I started working for Von Maur um, in Minneapolis. I was a manager there. Um, and that just kind of led to me going to be a shoe buyer. So, um, it was kind of a different journey than a lot of people take to get to where I am now, but I think everything was so helpful being a shoe buyer. There's lots of analytics, lots of logistics that you look at. Um, you basically sit on Excel all day long (laughs) and then you work with all of these vendors who, you know, sending you the wrong shoes or trying to get a discount on things. And I think a lot of that translates into wedding planning. And so with your 
background with style and fashion and everything like that, how do you think, you just kind of touched on logistics, but what other elements of wedding planning do you feel like that's translated into? Um, I always think that your trends are going to be across the board. They're not going to just be, oh, this kind of shoe is in. Well, I think that that's going to translate into um, different textiles and linens and colors and styles that you can translate into table design and floral design. And it's just fun to be able to watch the trends change. Social media is a big thing that I have built with this business. And I don't think as much when I was a shoe buyer just because um, the company I was with was not, like I said, not quite as modern and on trend and things like that. But they would definitely focus on trends. And that was somewhere that I would personally go to look for trends. So... I think that translates across the board pretty easily. Yeah. So since we're on the topic of trends, maybe let's dive into that a little bit more because obviously when couples are planning their wedding, some people are more traditional, more classic, and they want the unique touches, but some people are very trend driven. Mm -hmm. So what are some trends that you've seen for 2019 that you are in love with and would love for your couples to take advantage of? Yes. Um, So a lot of the things, especially in floral design right now, one of the biggest trends is dried material and bleached materials. So They'll take like a fern or a greenery and bleach it so it's white. So it's this big, bold piece of dark green greenery that you expect, but instead it's white. And they're mixing it in with all of the florals, and I absolutely love it. Um, I actually ordered some from my wholesaler when I ordered everything from my wedding um, last weekend, and... I definitely want to play with it and kind of put together some mock-ups and get it in front of people. Another one of the trends is neutral color palettes, but not completely neutral flowers. So um, maybe your bridesmaids are in gray or taupe and your linens are cream. But then instead of white flowers, your colors um, for your flowers are like a dusty mauve or a taupe or um, a caramel. And there's some really cool hybrid flowers that are coming from Japan and coming from Holland that are these really specialty cool colors that you wouldn't expect to find in nature and they're they're a lot more expensive but they make such a cool effect and it's definitely something that I want to bring to Omaha. For people who are looking for trends like where do you go to see trends or especially when you know, the, the I think the big concept with trends is that something is always coming. Yes. And you kind of have to be ahead of that. So, like, what what sources do you look at? Um, I I personally love Instagram. There are some floral designers that um, just really push the market, and that's who I love to follow. I love to see what they're doing. Um, one of them, her name's Passion Flower Sue, and um, she makes jewelry out of flowers. So you'll have like um, rings with succulents on them, or instead of your traditional um, corsage, which I personally think looks like an 80s prom thing, um, she do, does them on these gold cuff bracelets. 
and she like I said she puts succulents in there and all of these really cool specialty flowers not just your roses and your ribbon and your wire um she puts really cool like modern stuff on there instead so it's one of my favorite things that's super cool for couples who are looking to incorporate maybe some of these floral trends what would be a kind of reasonable way to do that like is there one element that you feel like couples could easily take and incorporate without feeling like they have to dive completely into the trend absolutely um the biggest thing I always say is focus on your bridal bouquet. So make that what you want because that's going to be in all of your pictures, in all of your video. Um, it's going to be front and center. Most of the time we put it on the head table for your reception. And so I don't think that you need to go crazy for it, but it's fun to throw in specialty flowers there or, like I said, those bleached, um, bleached greenery pieces. And they're not something that's going to like pop out. They're just going to add texture to it. So I don't think you need a full bouquet of that. But I love throwing it in with your traditional flowers to really give you this different look than, you know, a white bouquet with greenery that you're going to see all over Pinterest. Do you feel like a lot of your couples are kind of that neutral, white, muted tone color palette? Or have you seen other pops like different what what kind of color trends have you seen so I I've done a lot of white and greenery weddings the last few months and the thing that I try to do to make them all different is I try to incorporate different kinds of flowers in all of them and I try to order in something I've never used before for each of my weddings I mean sometimes it's a fail and I'm like I hate this flower I'll never order it again but ordering in a couple bunches um, adds texture, adds interest, and it just makes every bouquet look different. I had last November, um, one of my brides described her color palette as an autumn sunset. So we got to do color and we got to do um, like dark burgundies and like more like corally pinks and purples. And it was gorgeous. It was so fun to get to work with color after doing a lot of neutrals in a row. My wedding last week was white, but we put so much texture and so many different varieties of roses and peonies in the bouquet that it was really fun to do. I have done an orange wedding and you think orange and you're like, no, this is not a wedding color, but it was. Or Halloween. Like I think Halloween with orange. Um, but it was so fun to do and we kept it very trendy and, um, very classy. Um, we did birds of paradise. That was her mom's favorite color or favorite flower in there. Um, and we did like some corals and some lighter neutral colors in there to mix and kind of tone it down. But it was honestly one of my favorite colors palettes because it was bright and bold and just absolutely perfect for the bride because she had that personality and that's that's what we want to you know really make happen is we want it to match your vision and make it match your personality do you ever have a couple that comes to you and you can tell that their personality isn't quite matching like the vision that you feel like they're telling you it has there been a situation where you've kind of gone into that and maybe helped the couple think 
some different way or kind of hone in on like their personality instead of what they think that they want that might be a little more cookie cutter yes um so especially when I first started this business um almost five years ago a lot of the trend was rustic it was girls were wearing burlap yep burlap everywhere um baby's breath everywhere and yes we're in nebraska yes we're in the midwest so i understand that there are people that that matches your personality but not everyone i mean if you're not wearing cowboy boots on a normal day don't wear them for your wedding um i mean if you want to do whatever you want it's your day make yourself happy but at the same time it's just uh, like i said a lot of times i would have when i first started have couples that are like Here's the trend on Pinterest, these pink roses, this baby's breath, this burlap, these mason jars. Um, this is what I want. And um, a lot of times I'll sit down with them and say, you know, why do you like this? Is it because you're seeing this? Is this because it matches what you guys do on the daily? What What are the activities that you guys like to do together? What's your favorite food? Um, do you live on a farm? Are you from a farm? Are your family... Um, more into that rustic trend kind of tell me why you want this and so i had one couple that started with that and we totally transformed into more garden style and adding more greenery we still had the colors but they just decided they said you know what yes that's what i'm seeing and yes it's beautiful like this is what's on all the blogs this is what's all over pinterest but no you're right like this isn't what we're about and it's more important that we really show off our personalities that's so cool and I think that's probably one of the benefits of hiring a wedding planner or an event designer or somewhere someone along those lines because they can really take your vision and also help you kind of hone in and focus on what's important versus what you are like being inundated with visually on social media and Pinterest and websites and everything like that. Yes, absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest things. Like I said, I think what you see on Pinterest is what you're like, well, this is what everybody's doing. Um, This is what I want. But at the same time, like I said, I think it's so important to take a step back and say, why do I like it? Do I like it because that's the only thing I'm seeing right now? Or do I like it because this is absolutely what I want my wedding to be like? Because it shows my personality. It shows what what we like to do together. So, And I think that speaks to every couple planning their wedding, not just someone who's going to hire a wedding planner. Like I think that's really good advice for anyone who's in this process. Yes. And I also think that in 2019, one of the trends are bucking the tradition, like bucking the trend almost. Yes, like absolutely. you could, you can do literally whatever you want in 2019. Yep. Like you don't have to have a white dress. Yep. You don't have to have a tight white bouquet. You don't have to have just, you know, the traditional wedding things that come to mind, whether from TV shows in the past, whether it's what your parents think a wedding is supposed to look like or different things like that. And you can really just kind of throw everything out the window and go, okay, but what do we want? Like if we were throwing a house party, what would it look like? (laughs) And I think that's kind of what you have to think back to. Like, yes, a wedding is a formal event, but like if you were throwing a party in your home, 
would you have these flowers? Yeah. Would you have this food? Would you have this music playing? And I think that's something that's really fun and special about this time when you're planning your wedding, especially now in 20, 2019 and 2020. You can do whatever you want. Yes. And that's one of my favorite things about both last year and this year. I have everything under the sun. I have small weddings. I have big weddings. I have purples and burgundies and bright colors. And then I have your traditional whites and I have um, everything when it comes to floral colors, which is really exciting to me um, because I two years ago I think it was blush and burgundy and I think I had four and five four or five weddings that were blush and burgundy and um again I feel like that's it was beautiful they were all great but I think that's what they were seeing all over and this year I don't think I have any color palettes that are the exact same which is yeah that's huge I know really exciting so All right. Well, I think one of the topics that we didn't touch on earlier because we just got thrown into trends (laughs) and talking about everything is I like to ask everyone kind of how you've become an expert in what you do. Like what would be one or two things that may have happened through your event planning business that have kind of helped you get to where you are? So every single wedding I take away with notes of this is something I need to add to my contract. Just last week for a wedding, um, the caterers don't allow you or the venue doesn't allow you to throw away any of your like decor and trash and things like that in their dumpster. So I ended up taking the couple decided last minute that instead of taking all the flowers home, they didn't want to. So I took everything back into my car. Um, And of course, it was like at the end of the night that they decided this. Um, But I am there. I'm there to try to help make sure that everything's going smoothly, kind of help um, when there are bumps in the road. So instead of being like, well, I'm sorry, you've got to take them. Like, this is what was in my notes. It says you guys were going to take the florals. Well, I can't throw them away here. I put them all back in my car. My car was so full (laughs) with things because, of course, um, it's not just the florals that I took. I had linens to do and everything like that. So it's just you learn something from every every single wedding and I add it to my notes and my contracts. Um, I have a logistic profile that I go through with all of my couples three months out and it usually takes us two and a half to three hours to go through everything. And I say, tell me like I don't know anything so that I can make sure that what I think I know is correct. Um, and everything from um, if there's a, an emergency, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to call? To if the sound goes out in your ceremony, which has happened, it actually happened at my own wedding. And so all of those questions that I ask, and I just keep updating that every single time. One of my first weddings that I ever did, um, they had an outside florist and they showed up without an extra boutonniere for one of the stepfathers. Um, so I just snipped some flowers off of a centerpiece and made one for them instead of making a big deal out of it. So it's just thinking on your feet and learning from all the events of the past to make sure that anything that was a little bump in the road um, you make sure that you know what to do in the future and how you want your couple to have it handled so yeah oh my gosh I can't imagine 
someone showing up and you just don't have what they said that they would bring (laughs) it happens all the time though like it it happens every wedding and that's one of the biggest things I do confirmations with all of my vendors um when I'm doing planning and I make sure that everything we have on the contract that they know what they're doing I make sure I have copies of all of the contracts so that when they show up I say hey can you tell me what went on here like says that you're gonna do this um says you're gonna bring a lapel mic why don't we have one can you you need to find one for us so totally totally um, so moving into maybe a couple pieces of advice that you might have for our listeners, like I think first of all, I think wedding planners are probably much more um, worth their money and affordable in a sense than people think. But if they choose to not hire a wedding planner or an event designer or anything like that, what would be a couple things that you wish couples knew? I think having a timeline is so much more important than you know. I um, had one of my brides tell me a couple weeks ago um, that I'm just doing florals for. She's like, I'm not going to make a timeline because I know if we're like a couple minutes off and it says we should be doing this, it's going to make me crazy. But I cannot tell you how important that it is to at least have one. It's a rolling target. It does not have to be perfect um, at all. So, I mean, we're 15, 20 minutes off all day with mine. I mean, oftentimes, sometimes we go early, sometimes we go late. And the one thing I always tell my couples is, you guys, you're the bride and the groom. They can't do anything without you. So this is your day. Take a deep breath. We're going to make this happen. Um, The other piece of advice besides timeline is to have somebody, have a point person that's going to do your running. Um, whether that's an aunt or a friend, um, because like I said, I went, I walked eight miles <laughs> during a wedding day and you're going to have somebody that's going to need to run back and forth and check on things and make sure everything is going the way it needs to. Um, and if, if that person or if that falls on you, you're going to hate your wedding day. You're going to be so stressed out. You're not going to be able you're to You're working it. on your wedding day. Exactly. Like that's that's the point of it. And don't let that person be your mom because they want to enjoy it too. You guys, this day goes so quickly and there is so much involved. Um, even if it's really easy to plan and put all together, there's so many moving pieces on your wedding day. And so really find somebody that you trust to to do all of this running and make sure everything's going smoothly for you. Totally. And I think along those lines, one of the things that I've learned with my friends planning weddings and what I have told them in the past is that um, I don't care is not an answer. Yes. Because I know personally we got to a lot of points with friends' weddings where they just – you don't care anymore. When you're planning your wedding, you just get to a point where you don't care. And that just – it happens inevitably no matter what your personality is or how you're planning or anything like that. And um, so I would tell my friend, like, you have to give us a yes or a no. And no is a completely acceptable answer. Yes, absolutely. Um, You just need to have that – fallback so if that happens we need to know what's going on or somebody needs to know what's going on because otherwise you're going to be interrupted um that's one of the things that I do in my logistic planning meeting is say I'm getting these answers now so I'm not interrupting you I want you to spend time with your guests I want you to spend time 
with your family. So have the answers, get an idea of what's important to you. And the other thing I was going to say is, so I did my workflow a few weeks ago for my full planning clients of how many tasks I take over and do for them, um, how many things are on my checklist that I do for every single client. And I can't remember. I thought it was on my Instagram here (laughs) and it's not, but I want to say there were like over 200 or 300 tasks that I do for every single client. Yes. And so it's just, it's all those little details that you have to think through. Um, and I know that having a wedding planner, that kind of takes it to the next level. It takes it to, um, you know, even more detailed than you would for a normal laid back wedding day. Um, but like I said, there's just so many moving parts and that's one of the things that I say to, you know, make sure that you have answers for. So, yeah, definitely. Um, is there anything that you feel like you do business-wise that we haven't touched on? We've touched on florals. We've touched on logistics. Is there any other? Um, so not only is it florals and planning, but we do the full design. So um, one of my favorite things to do with my clients is to do design packets. Um, and we walk through, and it's everything from rentals to um vases and candles and linens and all of that stuff it may be easy to just kind of overlook but all of that stuff adds to your experience um that as people are walking in they're going to notice as they're sitting down and having dinner they're going to feel the linen and look at the texture and um look at your stationery and all of that fun stuff um i work so well um with other vendors and that's so important to me that I'm working with them kind of helping you go through their process and making sure that everything is cohesive from the design of your cake to like I said your centerpieces and your linens and your stationery um so that's one of my favorite things to do yeah what has been some of your favorite weddings design wise so last year my bride who brought in pizza um she they were so fun they brought their personality and their um table numbers were superhero names and they did a donut wall and had a sign that said we can make donuts disappear what's your superpower so it was like all those cute like kitschy touches but then um we also did really gorgeous centerpieces um fairy lights and then um, we did a chandelier with a greenery hoop which is to this day still one of my absolute favorite things that I have ever gotten to do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anything where there's hanging florals. Yes. <laughs> it just like takes it to a whole other level. Yes. And I get to do a lot of that stuff this year. So I'm really oh, excited. That's exciting. Yeah. So. So a lot of people often say I'm looking for so-and-so that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Yes. We don't know what that means <laughs> when, exactly. as wedding vendors. We don't know what that means. Um, so I would love if you could tell our listeners a little bit about your pricing structure and kind of your price range as a wedding planner. Most of my average clients, like their overall budget is between fifty dollars to $100,000. Um, and so that kind of gives you at least a starting point. Um, my pricing starts 
for just florals, my minimum is $2,500. Um, and that includes um, whatever is in your package. We do custom quotes and everything, but that's my minimum that I would book a wedding date for. And then planning, um, if you're gonna do a planning package with me. So all of my planning include a floral package as well. So you're required to go through me for florals and design um, just because it wraps the whole package together. My goal is to be an inclusive planner. So I want to have everything, I mean, planning, design, and florals all under one roof. So that starts at 3,500. Um, my full starts at 4,500. So yeah, most of my packages um, are either full planning. I only have one partial planning this year. Um, and then I have two that are just florals this year. So um, I do have day of coordination packages that I offer to add on if you're doing florals with me and you're just like, you know what? I want that someone there to do the eight mile run <laughs> and um we can add that on um, and that starts at $1,500. And all of these are prices that um, are based in Omaha, based off um, 125 guest count. And it really depends on kind of where your venue is, what's involved. Obviously, if we're doing a private residence, outdoor attended wedding, there's a lot more involved. So yes. that kind of gives you a starting point. So Yeah, and I think it's important for us as wedding vendors I think that I just wanted to create kind of a space where people can be open because yes. money should not be an awkward conversation. No, it shouldn't. And and I feel like sometimes it gets to that point, but we all understand everyone has budgets. And ultimately, as wedding vendors, we want to put you in contact with the person who's going to do the best for your budget. Well, I think we're about out of time, but before we wrap up, um, I would love if you could tell everyone where we can find you online and maybe leave us with a couple Instagram accounts that people could follow if they're wanting to kind of get inspired outside of Pinterest. Yes. Um, so my personal website is lindsayelizabethevents.com and it's lindsay with an A. My Instagram and Facebook are under the same. So if you just search Lindsay Elizabeth events, I'll pop up. And then my favorite Instagram accounts as far as florals to follow, Intrigue Designs, Sinclair and Moore. He's out of Seattle and he is just, he blows me away with what he does. And he does the complete planning and event design. And that's someone that I kind of model my business after. I've taken a course from him and... It's just been really awesome to learn what he does and how his client experience is and then what their weddings look like. Rhiannon Bossy um, out of Michigan is another one that does full planning, florals, and event design, and another one that I really just love absolutely following. And then Jessica Zimmerman, she is in Arkansas, and she does floral design and planning, and all of them, like, they just do amazing work and... A good place to get inspired. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so those are kind of um, people who have similar styles to me. And um, like I said, they're just really fun. Awesome. Well, thank you yeah, for being here today. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Yes. Awesome. Well, we'll chat again soon. Perfect. Thank you. All right, guys. So do you think you need a wedding planner now? 
I know after talking with Lindsay and having worked so many events, having a coordinator, a wedding planner, someone like she said, have someone who's a point person. It is so incredibly essential to having your wedding day run as smoothly and as beautifully as you imagine it. Also, if you missed those accounts that she said at the very end, I will have them in the blog post in the show notes on my website. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Nebraska Wedding Podcast, and then you can find all of the information online on my website at www.laceworkfilms.com slash blog. And there you can find old episodes as well. You can listen to us on Google, Spotify, and iTunes. And finally, if you would like to be a guest on the show, reach out. I am specifically looking for people who are in the catering venue or transportation industry. I think it would be super interesting to sit down and chat with you guys about your side of everything wedding. All right, guys, it's been another episode. I'm signing off. Have a great week.